0: Hello, everybody. It is Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News coming to you on this hump day. That's right, August 23rd, 2023. We've got all of your entertainment news in one place. A bunch of clips from Charity's uh you know initial press run with her uh her new man Dotton, We'll have all of that, some information on New Bachelor Joey, the Golden Bachelor has a fantastic new promo, and then we've got some non bachelor news. All all this and more on today's bachelor rush hour all right where do we even begin So much to get into. Let's offer our congratulations first and foremost to new married couple, Crystal Nielsen. She married Miles Bowles. The couple tied the knot in a romantic private coastal ceremony, and this article was published moments ago. Crystal and Miles tied the knot in an intimate coastal ceremony in La Jolla, California, surrounded by their closest family and friends. The couple chose a Keep It Coastal theme for their wedding incorporating natural elements in citrus nods from the orchid, 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 where they exchange vows. Nielsen and Bowles had kept their relationship a secret at first, focusing on building a solid foundation and welcomed their daughter in March 2021 before getting engaged and married in 2023. Of course, uh, Crystal is a Bachelor in Paradise and Bachelor oh. alum and very happy for her congratulations i mean that's the way to do it you get uh, you have a kid then you get engaged and then you get married that's the um, that's the new uh, method in bachelor nation hey which is fine it's like hey let's do a trial run with a child if it works out maybe we'll move on from there all right so i'm going to share with you several different clips i've got here of doton and charity talking about their relationship for the first time publicly here they are on what i believe to be bachelor happy hour the podcast let's have a listen first i, I love asking couples this because i loved our first conversation but what was your first conversation off camera after you got engaged what was
1: that what was that about that's a great question Probably Do you food? remember
2: um, so I'm thinking like post-proposal, Yeah, we were just in our feelings. Like, She's just,
0: like, well, I told him I still loved Joey. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but, like, we were having a moment. Um, I don't know. Like, it was I, I just like, it was so, I think we were just, it was hitting us. Like, it was, like, Ooh. this actually just happened. And like, he's just seriously such a sweetheart because.
0: By the way, I no, can't I, begin to tell you how terrible their audio is. They're using the exact same microphones I'm using. What are they doing over there in the bachelor world? Get it right.
2: He would just like, I would just catch him just like in the corner and like, (laughs) sorry, I'm putting you on blast, but he would be like off in the corner, but like every now and then like he would like look up and it was just like this like pure look of love. And I was like, what's going on? I always like check in. I was like, what are you like thinking about? And like, we would just like recap like every single moment and like what we were feeling. It was just so like um, high intensified emotions, obviously. So we were just honestly just, we kept recapping like everything that led us to, to the end of proposal. So
1: I don't think there was a single like uh, conversation that we, like, we can remember, but right. it was more just a feeling they were, like there was actually a lot of quietness just because we were just like embracing it mm-hmm. and being like, this is so crazy. Like we're here. We made it and what a crazy love story. And so, um, it, there was an energy that was definitely like, just like, like relief, but like powerful. Like yeah. you said it in
0: very happy for them with their powerful relief energy. It was a good question by Joe. What was their first (laughs) conversation? Okay, they finally have a conversation, not on camera, and now Joe wants to know what it was all about. And I'm sure it was, um, I mean, I hate to use the term shell shock, uh, but I'm sure there was a lot of emotions getting their cell phones back, maybe telling their close family. Uh, Very interesting, uh, you know, realizing, like, Dotton's never been a part of Bachelor Nation. I'm assuming he had no idea what he was getting himself into, because this audience can be a little wild, which brings me to a new uh, a new trend we're going to be doing daily here on the show, and we're going to call this uh, Today's Troll. Ladies and gentlemen, Today's Troll, brought to you by Bachelor Rush Hour's sponsor, Microdose Gummies, an incredible entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel the right amount of good. Today's Troll is Jamie. Jamie, come on down! Here's what Jamie posted on my Instagram. Uh, By the way, this Instagram post was a photo of me doing stand-up comedy promoting my show tomorrow night in Seattle. And her response, Jamie's response was, So disappointed in today's podcast, I thought you would spend a lot more time on the finale last night, frown face. My response, Why the hell would you comment that on a photo of me promoting a stand-up show in Seattle? I have an extensive Bachelor recap on YouTube. Her response, chill you can't handle constructive criticism lol love your pod just missed the finale and wanted a recap sorry ladies and gentlemen that was today's troll brought to you by microdose gummies as you guys know, microdose can help curb your anxiety. Reading too many negative comments online, chill out with some microdose gummies. The last thing you need is a poor night's sleep when you're not getting a good dose of microdose. <laughs> microdose is available nationwide. And to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com, code hour to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that's microdose.com, code Hour. Now, look, I'm not telling anybody to bring their edibles on a plane, but I'm telling you right now, that is the best way to travel. I'll be flying to Seattle later today, and I can guarantee you there'll be a microdose edible in my belly. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. All right, well, that was today's troll, everybody. You like this troll music? It's fun, right? Okay, let's go to some more uh, some more videos, uh, playing some clips for you guys all in one place. Because let me tell you something. You cannot possibly listen to all of the different interviews they go on. They're all over the place. So we had Bachelor Happy Hour. We have Access Hollywood. We have... ABC's On the Red Carpet. Who the hell listens to that? And then we have Extra, Extra. So let's go to our next clip, which is Charity in Dotton spilling about wedding plans on Access Hollywood.
2: I can't believe that we fell in love really on a TV show. It's such a, like, it's, I don't want to say it's a weird part of our story, but it's a special, but it's almost like, it's weird in the sense of like, wow, like, not that it took that, but it's just, you know, like our journeys, our paths aligning in this way, in this fashion, so non-traditional in any way. Um, So we're just, again, just so grateful. I I can't believe it. Um, A year ago, our lives looked totally different. Can't believe I didn't know this man literally a couple months ago, and now we're like uh, inseparable. So, (laughs) yeah, it's a good feeling. (laughs) Oh my goodness, Um, we are feeling overjoyed, um, over the moon, honestly. We're just so excited, so happy. Um, it's been a long few months of just being in hiding. So now just finally being free and being able to talk and announce our, our engagement. We're just so excited.
1: Yeah, it's been a crazy <laughs> journey um, for both of us. None of us, we didn't expect to be here at this point, but I'm so grateful that the forces that be brought us together to be here together. So mm-hmm. it's been really just a beautiful story. And what was shown on TV is really how it was for us. So
2: yeah.
1: I'm happy for that.
2: It's really to hear that we are so compatible and that, you know, our love story really did translate and resonate so much with the viewers, it means a lot, because I think obviously we know what it was like in real time, and we've experienced all these things, and it's always, like, the what-ifs of when when viewers watch this, of, like, will this, like, make sense to them? Like, will it just be like, oh, it's just... Like, this isn't just for TV. Like like he said, it was very real for us, and um, we're just excited and and happy that people really did um, connect with our stories in so many ways, truly so many. So that was our... One big wish, and it, it's being granted. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll, I'll add to that, that, like, we, I mean, we don't really care about, like, public yeah. opinion, right? Like, what we have is what we have, and that's what's right. most important. But then, obviously, there's the excitement of watching it back, and, like, I wonder how it's, you know, just, like, for funsies and for people to see. You
0: said for funsies! I just, I didn't know I could love and more but I love that he called it for funsies.
1: We don't really care about like, public yeah. opinion, right? Like, what we have is what we have, and that's what's right. most important. But then obviously there's the excitement of watching it back, and like, I wonder how it's, you know, just like for funsies and for people to see what we have, like, I was so shocked by that. I was mm. like, there's no way to capture how I feel about this lady um, on TV, but I think that they did a good job of, uh, for the most part, mm-hmm. capturing that, and it, it resonates and shows without the positive um, sentiment that people have been like, just showing and popcorn mm-hmm. with us, it's insane.
2: While we've been in hiding, um, have strengthened and done the, the work, I think, to really talk about all of these things. I think, you know, you can either use this time intentionally and useful or you don't. And I think for us, we obviously knew how how strong our love was. But it's like we don't want any external factors to to um, alter that in any sense. So we got ahead of that um, in therapy, just doing all the the precaution or preventative preventative um, measures to make sure that our relationship stays intact. And so, yeah, um, we are going to do absolutely everything that we need. But yeah, the the idea and the, the concept of the statistics of couples, yeah, it is a little daunting, but um, I think you can use that information useful. And um, I think we have, have done that thus
0: far. Yeah. Interesting. She said it's daunting. I mean, it's very nice to start these relationships relationships off with some realism, you know uh, a charity saying hey we, we get these relationships don't work. What can we do during our time alone before we reveal our relationship to the world to solidify solidify our foundation? And it almost looks like she's doing the exact opposite of what Rachel Recchia might have done and we'll never know what Rachel Recchia did but obviously her relationship with Tino didn't work out long before Tino cheated. We're gonna get more on this story when Tino joins us on driving with Dave. But I am not afraid to hear his side of the story because he stayed relatively silent. He took his beatings. The producers, remember, they rolled out Avon to ask out Rachel in front of him. All these things. You would say, yeah, but didn't he cheat on Rachel? I'm telling you, I think there's more to the story. I'm very excited to hear what that is. Tino was on. Um, uh, Courtney Robertson's podcast today. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. As soon as I get on my airplane, on my flight, I'm going to listen to it, take notes, and I'll have that for you first thing in the morning. But of course, always uh, recommend you go check that out for yourself. So charity and dot, and I mean, the relationship cannot start with a place of insecurity, but I also empathize with them watching it back and realizing like I mean imagine Dot and realizing she was so close to choosing somebody else. Luckily to me he seems like he's got that quiet confidence that you need in a relationship. You just have to have like an un undivided belief in yourself. And that way you can't let the insecurities divide you because it looks like they do have a good love. We're gonna share more of her interview after this upcoming break we've also got india becoming the fourth country to land a uh, land a, a spaceship on the moon lizzo might be suing her former dancers that are suing her melissa joan hart talks about nearly getting fired in maxim and they uncovered a body from a melted glacier okay all of that and more coming up right after a quick word from our sponsors all right, we are back with a lot to get into right now. So I shared several clips of Charity and Dotson. We've got two more. Just have a quick listen.
1: Main part of our story, but it is oh. cool that we are the first monoracial black couple for the franchise, I guess, which mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't think can be understated as well. And um, again, it wasn't what we were looking for, but it's what it ended up being. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't be happy, and, and we were happy that we were... Uh, we felt like we were able to represent our family and uh, our cultures and our backgrounds um, well and what a loving relationship and families can look like so we're really proud of that and uh and uh, we look forward to more of that honestly yeah, yeah.
0: and uh, charity also mentioned possibly multiple wedding ceremonies one of which would be a nigerian wedding ceremony of course doton's family from nigeria would be fantastic as charity had mentioned if abc decides to air the ceremony my question would be would they go to nigeria or would they possibly have a wedding ceremony on say like an episode of bachelor in paradise where the whole, I mean, cause it's, it's one of those things. Could I see ABC going to Nigeria to film it? Maybe. Yeah. I don't see why. I mean, I think that would be really good, but I could also see them doing it as a special, uh, as part of bachelor in paradise. Either way, <laughs> there's a long way away. They're finally engaged. And in our last, this real quick, here's Billy, but how can you do a recap of charity loss in, Dutton without Billy old Billy Bush? Here's the questions. He asks Charity and Dutton. Look at that beautiful man. Was it the bungee jump? Was it
2: There's it a lot of things. It was everything, truly. But yeah, the bungee jump day definitely had me kind of not locked in, but he was he was trying.
1: Yeah. yeah. When did you know? Um, It was probably that day. That's when I knew what I wanted her, you know, and then uh, with the consequent dates that fell after that, then it just became more and more true. So, um, But that was a big moment for us, that date, and we just connected so much better than we ever could have expected. Which
0: just goes to show, in a relationship, sometimes you need a little bit of a catalyst. Would Dotton and Charity have fallen in love if they didn't go bungee jumping? Probably, but also there is something to be said about this sort of initiation process where they went through a, I don't want to call it, Traumatic, but they went through an exhilarating thing, which is bungee jumping. I'll be honest, I don't think I would ever go bungee jumping, probably because it seems super dangerous and it's always some like stoner kid who's like, I think I put the straps on right. That Velcro will hold. And it's like, "Um, why don't I go after this other guy and just find out? You know what I mean? But either way, uh, yeah, they've, uh, they've, they did all the right things and they're saying all the right things and we're all excited. And again, I'm not cynical so much as, We'll see how it all plays out. We, you know, as I covered in today's YouTube video, um, uh, uh, we had Gabby Windy explaining like why she doesn't think she'll ever date men again, which is totally fine. Uh, but some someone had left a comment saying this is a very baby gay thing to do, which of course, Charity, um, excuse me, Gabby is new within the um, the the lesbian or bisexual community. She's just come out of the closet and a commenter had said, you know, it's very often that in this early stage of being out and about that you've got like the kind of bambi doe-eyed look where you're just everything's perfect and it's and I think what you realize is men women regardless of who people are we generally are all just trying our best and uh maybe maybe she'll find what she's looking for but again she's only four months into a relationship just like Charity and Dot are only a couple months into their relationship yeah they're engaged but it's like all right well let's just see how it all plays out maybe they'll realize that they uh, you know she snores and it annoys him or he's got weird toe fungus and you know god forbid he's got a sharp toe you You really learn a lot about your partner when you get scraped by a sharp toenail. I'll tell you that much, folks. All right, so either way, we're happy for them and um, wish them nothing but the best. Let's go to some non-Bachelor news. Melting Austrian glacier gives up body of long dead man, or for the British out there, Melting Australian glacier, is that how you pronounce it? So who is the guy who died, and is this part of the global... Uh, climate change issue here. We're going to start finding new bodies. A mountain guide found the body of a man believed to have died more than 20 years ago on a glacier in Austria. The guide discovered the body on Friday on East Tyrol's Schlattenkies Glacier at an altitude of approximately 2,900 meters, 9,500 feet, notified police who recovered it by helicopter. Police added that the man is believed to have had an accident on the glacier in 2001 and was traveling with ski-touring equipment. Oh, so very interesting stuff. Cash, a bank card, and a driver's license were found inside a nearby backpack belonging to the man whom police tentatively identified as a 37-year-old Austrian. DNA results will provide a definitive identification and will be available in a few weeks. Have you ever noticed that with... um like a Mount Everest, there's liter- you literally have to walk by dead bodies. And because they're so high up, I don't know how high they're up, 25,000 feet, because they're so high up, the bodies are relatively preserved. But now with, uh, you know, warming temperatures, people are starting to realize uh, some things that are thawing out. As glaciers melt due to climate change, objects and bodies once thought lost are revealed. Glaciologists... Lindsay Nicholson at the University of Innsbruck told CNN last month after the remains of a German mountain climber who went missing 37 years ago were discovered in Switzerland. The glaciers are undergoing a long-term trend of melting, and the trend is expected to continue with low snow years contributing to the problem. All right, well, we'll have to see what else is out there hidden in those glaciers. In a non-glacier story... Oh, a teen heartthrob, Melissa Joan Hart. I don't know if you were like me and grew up in the 90s. Sabrina the Teenage Witch was quite the show. Remember that show? Oh, the magic tricks they could do on TV back in the day. Melissa Joan Hart says she was almost fired from Sabrina the Teenage Witch over Maxim shoot. Melissa Joan Hart said she was nearly fired after old photos she did in a, in a Maxim photo shoot resurfaced. The actress was on the Pod Meets World podcast when, when host Danielle Fishel, who, by the way, is another uh, of my childhood crushes, Danielle Fishel, remember her? She was at Topanga. Will Friedel and Ryder Strong showed a photo of Hart with Britney Spears at the New York premiere of 1999's Drive Me Crazy, which Hart starred in. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart said the photo isn't a good one because she had been crying all day, facing a breakup and tired from doing press all day. I was supposed to be the open. She said I was supposed to be the opening vivacious, big breasted one. That's like murdered or something in the beginning. Uh, I was put in a limo and I was taken away and I had just broken up with my boyfriend while we were in the movie. And I'm crying and I'm upset while traveling to the airport. Hart got a call that she had been fired from the movie. She turned around and went to the Drive Me Crazy premiere party. Once there, her lawyer showed up to ask her if she had done a shoot for Maxim magazine. She said, I'm like, yes, I did. And they're like, well, you're being sued and fired from your show, so don't talk to the press. Don't do anything. She added that she did whatever my publicist told me to do at the photo shoot. I did a photo shoot for Maxim. It's Maxim. Of course you're going to be in your underwear. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart was in her early 20s at the time of the shoot. The uproar was over a cover line that read, Sabrina, your favorite witch without a stitch. Uh, Jeez, either way, I don't even know what that means, but it sounds sexual. Uh, She starred in the series from 96 to 2003. So it took weeks to deal with lawyers who determined producers had no leg to stand on because they couldn't control what headlines were written about Melissa Joan Hart. Very wild story there. I don't know if you guys are like me, any late stage millennials out there. But uh, you, can you believe that? that you? It used to be that you'd get fired from a TV show for posing in your underwear. It's like, what the kids are doing in their TikTok videos now, right, folks? All right, so... In other news, Lizzo, as we know, Lizzo's being sued. She intends to sue backup dancers. You can't fire me. I'm firing you. You can't fire me. I quit. Kind of one of those deals. She said, my accusers took photos with topless dancers. Lizzo's got plans to sue the same backup dancers who are taking her to court. And new photos appear to show her accusers having a great time backstage following some nude entertainment in Paris about a month after the infamous banana incident in Amsterdam. Lizzo's attorney's Marty Singer tells TMZ, newly surfaced photos show Lizzo's accusers happily carousing and gleefully reveling backstage with the performers from a topless cabaret show in Paris during Lizzo's tour. Singer says the photos are from March 5th, which is about a month after the infamous February visit to Banana Bar in Amsterdam. Remember, in their suit, Lizzo's accusers claimed she pressured them to eat bananas from performers' vaginas. Uh, that's This is the news, folks. Well, anyway, I mean, I guess if you're in defense of the of of the dancers you can think that they cross the line still not lose your job and then go to a topless cabaret bar i don't know if that proves that the dancers were were not um i don't know emotionally affected from their potassium intake as it were uh all right and in other news oh we've got india india's on the moon baby we're going to cover this big story for mankind right after a quick word from our sponsor so there's obviously a lot in our world that's dividing everybody with politics and nationalism and who's better and this and that. But I think it's a very good part, uh, place for humanity right now to talk about this big story. India says we're on the moon. Only the fourth country to make it. India's boldly gone where no other country has, landing a spacecraft, c- the Chandrayaan 3, am I pronouncing that right? On the moon's south pole and becoming only the fourth nation to achieve lunar success. Here they are as it's landing. So they're watching a stream apparently of the spacecraft landing on the moon. It's a standing ovation for the aerospace engineers. Let us all wait to hear from the Secretary Department of Space and Chairman ISRO Sri S. Somnath. Here's the Prime Minister of India. Waving Stapy the Indian flag. The ke pe land ho chuka. It's like, what are we doing? You know, we're over here fighting with each other. Other countries are just landing spacecraft on the moon. Like, let's get on that party. Let's do an Indian space race. The Indian Space Research Organization's mission control erupted in cheers as the unmanned... Oh, it's unmanned? No, I mean... Oh, okay, that's okay. I know, I'm not going to say it's not cool they did it that it's unmanned, but let's put some people on there. Come on. Unmanned Dryan 3 softly touched down on the moon's south pole when Wednesday morning, marking a successful end to a more than month long mission. I don't know why I assumed the, su- the South Pole would be in the dark. In my head, I was thinking it was in the dark. Like there's nothing about, you know, de- obviously it depends on time of day and, uh, you know, positioned relative to the sun. But I was like, yeah, yeah did they have a light shining? Oh, oh, maybe the South Pole's in the sunlight. Doi, India has now earned its moon card along with the US, Russia and China, although only America's landed manned missions there. That's right. Manned missions. You want to come out here and brag about, you know, sending someone to the moon? Do it with human bodies in it. Okay, no, but we're very happy for them. Uh, India's moon mission versus the cost of a Hollywood film about space. This was posted by NewsThink on Twitter. Uh, the Chandrayaan 3 cost $75 million to land it on the moon, whereas the movie Passengers, which I believe was a flop, starring uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt, made 100 and, cost $110 million. The 2015 hit comedy. The Martian, 108 million. That's right. It was called a comedy. Yeah, it had some funny moments. Interstellar, 165 million, and Gravity, 100 million dollars. Avatar was 237 million. But either way, for so I guess what they're saying is, rather than send Chris uh, send Chris Pratt to a green screen version of the moon, why don't we just dump him off on the moon? Let's have a party out there on the moon. Let's put one of those little um, yurts out there. We could do a fantasy suite. It can be a ton of fun. Either way, congrats to the uh, the Ministry of Space, whatever it's called, over there in India for uh, landing a spacecraft on the moon. Uh, are there any aliens? Let us know. And, alright, well, without further ado, I will be uh, in Seattle tomorrow. I'm flying there tonight, and I'll be there on my stand-up show tomorrow. If you have not bought tickets but plan on come coming, please get those tickets. Let's try to sell this puppy out. We're going to have a fun time. A little meet-and-greet afterwards. A couple brewskis, and I've got some koozies that say, spill beer Not tea, or no, spill tea, not beer. You can get some of those if you come to the show. And again, I'll be, if you're not, if you can't make it to the show, but you're in the Seattle area, I might be on their morning TV show on NBC tomorrow at 11 a.m. We'll have to see how that all works out. I need to go get my wardrobe ready. Uh, your boy needs to go through hair and makeup. All right, it'll be a fun time. Thanks in advance to everyone who's showing up. Uh, my next couple podcasts will be recorded live on location from the Pacific Northwest. Hey, maybe, do they have any Bigfoot uh, sightings near? Where, what's the closest Bigfoot sighting i can go to outside of seattle because i heard washington state is pretty good for that type of stuff so anyway if anyone wants to pick me up and take me on a tour of bigfoot country let's go do that i'll bring some microdose gummies all right folks i'll talk to you later i've been dave neal and this was bachelor rush hour